0: my lines off and we started doing blocking and everything and about halfway through the blocking process i i guess i wasn't playing it the way that tony had had imagined it and i started getting a little frustrated with the process because i knew this character so well i had typecast myself into that role i was <laughs> like no i am this person and this he's is me <laughs> this is me <laughs>
1: Do you ever feel like there are weird taboo topics that people talk about, but maybe they aren't being honest with themselves? I feel like typecasting is definitely one of those. Everyone talks about it like it's bad, but is it? If you want to get into the nitty gritty with me about typecasting, then stay tuned for episode 10. Welcome to Jesus and Juliet. I am here with the best guest of all time, my hubby.
0: Hello. (laughs) Hello. Hello.
1: (laughs) He is joining me um, because I tried to record this by myself and I just didn't love it. I really love interacting with people and bouncing ideas off and um, I just find it works better and it's funny. (laughs) So...
0: It takes two, baby,
1: I'm really just here to have fun.
0: Yes, and oh. we, we are having a really good time already. We, we've actually done this before, haven't we? I have a little oh sense gosh. of deja vu going on right now. Have we? <laughs>
1: we have. Uh, we just recorded this and the sound was bad, so now we're doing it again. So it's my third time. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, we... Wanted to go ahead and talk about this. I had... Maybe I had a little bit of past stuff bubble up and um, and needed to kind of talk it through um, and get to a good place about the situation. And that would be the time I was typecast. <laughs> um, I so, feel like
0: this is that moment where like the weighty lines come back. <laughs> yeah, the weighty lines, like... yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I feel like I need to kind of preface this entire conversation with a little disclaimer um, because race is involved in typecasting and um, not that this qualifies me at all to talk about the subject, And um, but I just feel like it would be helpful for listeners to know a little bit about my background um, and it kind of pertains to the story. So essentially... I am half Hispanic and half white. My mom is full Hispanic. Her grandmother, my great-grandmother was actually I say illegal alien. Apparently I'm not supposed to say that anymore. It's undocumented migrant. Migrant. Um and so um it, which was really funny. Talk about another taboo subject.
0: <laughs> A felonious traveler.
1: Right. We, we weren't allowed to talk about her. It was really weird because even though she had lived here for 60 years or something crazy. Um, yeah, we, it was like, you don't talk about her. She, I don't think she ever went anywhere. She like stayed in her home. Like she was just, she did not do a lot of things um, because they were always afraid that she would uh, get caught um she is no longer with us she passed away a long long time ago when i was younger and um anyway and that is how i'm here my dad is um german portuguese french he's from new orleans he is caucasian and they met in las vegas where my mom's from and the rest is history um so that's gonna come into play but this is how women tell stories, right? We just hop all over the place.
0: It reminds me of that Dave Chappelle skit. Like, women tell stories. Okay, so, okay, well, you have to know, okay, like, there I was. But, like, okay, but you I, you have to understand, like, I was talking to my mom on the phone earlier that day. And, like, they were like, get to the story. That's, but that's okay. That's cause
1: okay, because it's my podcast. I can do it.
0: Exactly. This is your domain. I am um, merely present to help.
1: So, Super Bowl... Halftime show.
0: Mm -hmm. Did you see it? I only saw. I believe it was a picture. Oh, okay. Yes, someone was complaining. Yeah, they had said that. Yeah, that it was. Um, it was an article, and it was like, I'm here to see a a musical, or was I'm here to see football and a good halftime show, and this reminds me of someone stripping. Oh. And so that was—I just saw a picture. Whoa. They had like picked okay. a, apparently the most risque. Was snapshot it that picture from, of when she
1: was on the? T- I think she's supposed to be like on the top of the Empire ha- State
0: ha- Building. I mean, she had a beaded dress on yeah. that was probably longer than the cheerleader skirts. Right. So I'm pretty sure it was probably within the dress code. <laughs> right. But yeah. so
1: so I we you can tell. We are not Super Bowl watchers. Yeah. Um, we haven't watched in a long time. It just doesn't, it's not our thing. But I happened to look at my phone and look on Facebook, and all of a sudden, my Facebook had blown up with comments. Why are they not wearing clothes? And my kids were watching. Like, I had to stop them from watching. And then there was a lot of the my proud um, Latina people that I follow and or are friends with and um and and they saw that as a very proud moment and I get it and as a performer watching I mean I haven't performed in a long time but you know what I'm saying um watching that I I can definitely see that's a lot of work and am I doing that no. So, you know, awesome for them. Like, they are doing the half, Super Bowl halftime show. It's a huge accomplishment. They are um, they are Latin. They are, I mean, I could be saying this wrong about Shakira. I know she's from somewhere, and I'm not sure if it's. This is, I'm just not very good at is this. Is she Colombian? Is she Colombian? Maybe she is. This is a, another moment where people are just screaming at me. Yeah, yeah. Through there,
0: it's okay not to know device. everything about every person that's <laughs> ever walked the earth. So. You know,
1: but that's the thing is, you just start to feel like, oh, there's just this pressure of yeah. not getting things wrong. But so anyway, it you know, I, I could I could accept like that was a great show. Like they did a great job. They probably worked really really hard. I happen to be looking also at this is what I tend to do at shows, looking at all the the background people like moving the set on and off um, and and all the preparation that can go into that show. All
0: the people dressed in black with headsets yeah, on. Yeah, I can appreciate around, them. frantically yes. scrambling.
1: I can appreciate them. <laughs> so, um but I have to say there was something that affected me a little bit. And I had to just roll my eyes and get frustrated, and that was because for me personally, I felt like, well, this is why Hispanic women are typecast so much in entertainment, in movies, and in shows. I have been one of those women. women, And it, yeah, it was a sore spot, to be honest. It just, um, I think that I've spent a lot of time trying to not be that or I don't know I don't know what it is but it was I mean as soon as I saw I mean Shakira opens it and she's wearing like a red fringy sparkly thing right and it's like super super short and and I'm just like yep that's that reminds me of this moment in my life where I was typecast for my race and or whatever and it was pretty frustrating now let's move back again. <laughs> what are the waves? <laughs> yes, it's the year two thousand.
0: <laughs> yes, the the uh, wavy flashback. That's what it is. Yes. yes.
1: Um. So, seventeen-year-old Laura had. Uh, it was a senior year. I had been in shows since my freshman year, um, heavily involved in the theater department, and um this was the last audition I would ever have for spring shows for shows at my school um I would still be directing a show as a senior director but this was the last time I was going to be able to act in a show well we had our director who I was very close with and we traveled we'd you know gone to Scotland together and New York and all this stuff um and so I was very close with my director. There was her. There was her. her, her the, another director that was that worked with her because the department size. And there were two student teachers that were from colleges that needed to student teach at our school to be able to graduate with their teaching degree in theater. And so they decided to do all Tennessee Williams shows, and had auditions. Got call back for I don't know how many it may have been 3 to 4. I don't know how many I got called back for, but it was a few. It was at least 2, I know. And one of them was my director's show. And that's the show I wanted to be in because I wanted to be with her and I this this was it, you know? And after you've been in a ton of shows, like it's it means something. And so um I also got called back got called back for this other show that was called Summer and Smoke. And I remember reading the audition pieces and there was a character named Rosa Gonzalez. And I remember immediately thinking they're going to want me to to play this character. I, I don't often notice like my race when I'm in a group of people, I think. And that's probably because I'm also half white and I just don't think about it. I don't really know. But, and hopefully I'm not saying anything super racist, (laughs) but
0: against your own race.
1: I don't know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm just, it's so hard. Like you have to be
1: so careful. (laughs) So, but I, looking around, I don't see anyone that's Hispanic and it's very obviously a Hispanic character. So I decided I was going to sabotage my own audition. And the way I was going to do that was by going over the top on for this character. so any accent I did did was gonna be the the biggest, most craziest accent that I could do. Any movement I did was gonna be I think at one point I had to like do a dying scene and I just like went all out, <laughs> which is hilarious la. Right. Because at the time, I'm like, oh, yeah, like she's not going to want me. I'm awful.
0: Did they ask, did they specifically ask you to try out for that character?
1: No. So you, no, you but when you're in to... there, they read, you read for the character. For... So no, they're not like, Laura, come in and audition for Rosa Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. It was that when you're in there and they hand you the sides or the script, mm-hmm. the scene, they're like, and we want you to read for Rosa Gonzalez. So they they chose you. It's, they, yes, they, yes, like, yes, okay. I, oh, so I you thought kinda, you meant, like, did they call me in No, for no, these... no, but
0: I'm saying you show up for audition, yeah. and they're like, we want you to read this yeah, part, yeah, and you yeah, kind yeah, of preemptively yeah. yes. saw that, and were yes. like, when I get there, they're probably right. going to ask me to read for this part. Okay. So,
1: well, what's funny is, what I was saying is that I thought I was going over the top and doing an awful audition, but as a director now, I would have loved it, too. Because you can always pull someone back easier than you can get someone to go over the top. So she was probably like, perfect, right? But I think I, you know, I was thinking like, oh, no, I really, you know, did an awful job. So the next morning, unlike now where we just email out the cast list and it's very uneventful, um, we, the cast list was posted. And so in the morning, I had to come in and look on the board in the hallway with everyone else see my name as rosa gonzalez and then i was upset obviously so i went into my director's office and she was like what's going on and and she wasn't like she's not an overly she's like kind of a tough director and so she wasn't trying to like baby me or anything like the part is what the part is i got a part i should be happy about it yeah yeah yada, yada, but but I told her that I was upset and that I wanted to be in her show. and she said, "I really wanted you to be in my show. told me the part's name that she wanted, but said that that the teacher um, just was fighting so hard for me. She wanted me to be that character so bad. and there wasn't anyone else that could play it. And so I um, so anyway, I played it. and I'm gonna I have my phone here because, I don't think that, that you remember this picture.
0: So this is what <laughs> how, I wore. How old are you in this picture?
1: I am 17. Okay. Would you have dated me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's
0: what I was going to say. I'm like, even though you're my wife, I feel weird about commenting about that.
1: <laughs> um, I am, my hair is up as high, high to the heavens. Um... It's very bouffant. I am wearing red flowers in my hair. I am wearing a red corset that is red satin with black lace. And it's like this quilted kind of material. I'm wearing long gold beads. And I remember I was wearing, it doesn't show what skirt I was wearing, but I was wearing a red and black lace skirt that went down to like my ankles. And so it was your typical, like, that is Rosa Gonzalez. Like, if you imagine her. And Rosa Gonzalez's character is, she she uses her, she's kind of a sex bot, for lack of a better term. I think she uses her ways to, to get a guy and to get a guy to fall in love with her. And I can't remember everything about it, but I remember playing the character. And I remember having to do those kind of things and just be really like, oh, you know, that kind of. Hispanic character. Yeah. yeah. And it and that is what what when I watched the Super Bowl performance, I'm thinking this is we I'm trying to get away from that. And and it's so funny how everyone's like, "Oh, they're so amazing." But for me, I was like, "No, because why didn't they get up there in turtlenecks and <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it would have been Eat. just as good."
0: <laughs> well, that, let me ask you a question. Do you think that if the um, if if it had been a person of if it had been um, who's the No Doubt girl Gwen, Gwen Stefani. Stefani if it had been her and she had been dressed in the exact same outfit, do you think you would have been like that's a that's cultural appropriation? No, so I wouldn't. So is it? Do you think that it's so? There's a specific issue that you have with someone who is Latin. hispanic women
1: are always portrayed
0: you don't think they would have gave in Gwen, that way Gwen I mean, I'm, the same role in that performance
1: well i mean it's there's no role i, guess I mean, you could it's never not never really a, know, but, right yeah. it's just them singing and dancing it's not like they're playing a part i mean i kind of they are but not really like it's a stereotype and i just think i i would like for it to not be a stereotype, you know? Um, And it's funny because the character that was in the other show that she told me I would have gotten was also that kind of character. It was playing for time, which we almost did at Veritas, but I couldn't get the rights. Um, I was going to do it for competition. But it was playing for time is based. It's an, a Nazi show. You know, they're in a concentration camp and – And the character is a girl who's very flirtatious and she would flirt with the Nazis um, to protect herself and be able to get food and stuff like that. And so it was that same kind of, you know, using her feminine ways, yada, 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 that I think was associated with being Hispanic. Like, I don't know. That that would
0: be a Jewish character, though.
1: Yes, so, but I was Hispanic. Yes. I mean, I that, don't think what, I was really using my feminine ways yeah. when I was 17.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I was pretty- when, Are you going to post that picture?
1: I Yeah, I have a special place I'm going to post it. Okay, and so, so I'll I, tell guess the, I guess the then end. they'll find out, won't they? They'll have oh, to make my up goodness. their own mind. So embarrassing. But I um Yeah, it. I think it bothered me. But then when you... When I think of myself as a director... That's when I'm like, you know what? she did what she had to do yeah because you're not gonna do um, Raisin in the Sun. I'm trying to think of other shows that 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 is you're not gonna do that show with white people. I mean you're you know what I mean like that is a, a show about African Americans like you're yeah. gonna you're that's well you they need did, them They did
0: uh, <laughs> you Uncle, need them. Uh, Is it Uncle Tom's Cabin? I can't remember what the name of that play is. Um, but just recently they had, they, it's a, it's a, the, the play, if I remember correctly, I hope I'm not stating this incorrectly, but I believe it's about slaves and their, and their masters.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
0: and they, they, for this particular version of it, they swapped the roles where all the Mm, masters were played mm -hmm. by African-Americans and all the slaves were played by whites. Mm -hmm. And so there was, it was there. At no point were the reviews like down the middle. Right. Like that was a really good show and they played it. It was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. You like this totally just opened my eyes. And then other people are like, this is horrible. Like you need to shut the theater down. You need to fire these people. Like everyone involved needs to go to prison. Like it was, there was such an extreme Mm -hmm. um, evaluation of it that I think it does, I mean, when you're talking about typecasting, I mean there is that that essence of you are involving. I mean, like the disclaimer, you're involving race, you're involving Yeah, you want to be ethnic groups, not necessarily race-based, but also regional. Uh, there's, I mean, there's religious uh, connotations. There are uh, men, sexes, men and women. I mean, there's a there's a huge mm-hmm. swath of what typecasting can actually be. And when you're also talking, because this doesn't just involve theater, I think, film, oh,
1: well, you know, the storytelling better, the, in general. The better examples are probably in film, just because no one's going to remember who played this person in the, you know, 1998 version of Annie Get Your Gun. Like, it's just easier <laughs> to talk about film actors, because most people watch yeah. films. But, I mean, when you think about it, typecasting is everywhere. It's... Um, it's Kate Hudson playing in romantic comedies over and over, kind of the same character. It's um, one of the examples I thought about immediately was Rufus Sewell, who played in Man in the High Castle. He was the um, Nazi...
0: The, something general. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember how they used to pronounce it. It's like the Uber. Yeah, Ufenstein Uber. Sef- Heiser. Yeah, or like that. Heiser. <laughs> <laughs> I just add Heiser to the end of it. Um,
1: <laughs> it. Yeah, he played um that character very well. But I remember when I first saw him in that show, I was like, oh, that's the bad guy from A Night's Tale with mm-hmm. Heath Ledger. Like, yeah. he has that look. He has the, like, really strong brow bones and. Um, and that his eye shape is just a certain way that kind of makes him look a little bit more menacing.
0: Yeah. The guy and, who played the Gremlin in Spider Man, he plays, he has those crazy eyes, and he kind of, it's it, your yeah. looks can get you those roles, right. and so I and, yeah. I
1: and one of the um, one of the better examples are both Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey, who were both comedians. They played. They were in a bunch of movies where they were funny. And then because they had done that so much and had built up their career, they were able to um to get other roles that were more serious. And so one of um, Adam Sandler's kind of first dramatic roles was Punch Drunk Love. Mm-hmm. And then Jim Carrey did...
0: Uh, well, the, very early on, um, eternal or uh, the the eternal mind of the eternal the eternal sunshine. sunshine of the spotless mind. Uh-huh. It's the longest title ever, but it was a fantastic movie. I mean, I was blown away by that movie. Um, and he he played it. It was interesting because he still was able to it, even though it was like a and it wasn't a rom com. I guess it was. It kind of no, had it a was, little yeah. essence of romanticism yeah. to it, but there it was more of a like a memento type of movie. Like it just made you think it was one of those movies that makes you think. Um, But he was able to bring the things that made him good in comedy. He was able to express because that movie is so wild and kind of, you know, there it's your, there was um, a lot of use of like viewpoint that, that you can use the type of things that he was good at to get those. So he was still kind of typecast in that, but it was a dramatic change from his, uh, you know, somebody stop me type of, right, you know, yeah. movie and the Riddler. I think if I want to, I think it oh, was yes, Riddler and Batman the Riddler. right before that. Yes. Um, I probably get, he's been around for so long. There's a right. you know, hundred movies of him.
1: Yeah. I, I think that, that it's, it's, it's a part of being an actor. And if, um, so one, of, one of the things that I was going to say is from a director's point of view, it's absolutely necessary. And, Because even though a character might or an actor might say, oh, I'm typecast. I always play the nerdy kid or whatever. um, It's not just what you're doing, but it's the director's vision for the show. Because but also it's because they want the audience to be pulled into their vision. Yeah. And so it's almost like a three part thing where it's not just the actors on stage, but it's the director, but it's also like the audience understanding what's going on. If I have, um, if I just, if I do a poor job casting, then they're not going to be pulled into the show, which means they're not going to enjoy it. And, what was it for? Yeah. You know, just me having a good time. Like, yeah. you well, know, in it's
0: cla- just- And if you're if you're in a school setting, then 50% of it, or I would say you've actually even more of it, is about um, helping the actor develop and learn skills. So I think you have more leniency to not typecast in high school and or junior high, high school, um, and even in like amateur or uh, just enthusiast-based acting. I think once you get to that level... We of, of where you're professional, either Broadway or off Broadway, or if we're talking about movies, uh, there is that pressure that a lot of money is on the line. Right. And if you mess it up, you can take a big risk and put somebody in a role who doesn't typically go in that role. If it works, they're like, you're brilliant. We love everything you do. If it doesn't work and that actor can't do it, Jared Leto in The Suicide Squad is notorious for being, he's a method actor. Mm-hmm. And he did all, he spent months like not eating and he, you know, would deprive himself of sleep to get into this role to like fit what he thought the Joker was. And the movie bombed. And so all of that did it really? It, yes, it did I very poorly. I feel like poorly. I see things
1: all the time about that movie. Mostly like it based did on well. how
0: badly it did. It's popular. It's almost become a trope now I because think it's that so the, bad.
1: But so many people dressed up as the girl and the boy.
0: But that's a Halloween costume. I know,
1: but I also saw, but, but, I'm just kidding. Yeah, and I mean, Bird, I didn't even Birds see of it. Prey, the I'm new not... one
0: that just came out featuring, because they dropped him and were like, oh, well, Harley, she was more popular than him because he was so bad in that that they're like, okay, let's let's have Harley. We'll do a movie with her because there was supposed to yeah, be a Joker sequel, but then it, they were like, oh, let's do her. And then, unfortunately, that uh, didn't do well either. It, well, it had one of the worst DC box offices yeah. in the first week ever. So yeah, Yikes. so that's the thing is if a, if a director yeah. steps out and goes, you know what, let's get somebody who like Jared Leto is not when I think Joker, he's not the person that I he Heath Ledger. It, those two roles together are the dichotomy of what can go wrong and what can go right with typecasting. Right, yeah. Jared Leto is the extreme a lot of people, bad version of that. Yeah. Heath Ledger. Heath
1: Ledger was kind of a shock for some
0: people. It, he played... That is... Even to this day, that made that movie. I don't think that was... When I look back on that, that was not a Batman movie. That was a Joker movie. He yeah. was that movie. Yeah. He was the main character. Right. Because he... he he wasn't written that way but because but he was, was so also, good at it. But that
1: was also I think that was out of out of out of character. That was also him breaking out of his typecast because Heath Ledger was in 10 Things I Hate About You the he, he was is. the uh, no I the don't, romantic, i'm not saying that that's you know what i mean typecast and i'm saying
0: that's the essence of not typecast. Yes, yes 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 that's what i mean Both those characters would not fit that, that was role his moment where surface. he was
1: able to break out of his regular yes. thing and be and and i think like if we're just going to relate this back to not movies but just regular old people like us I, and i think that's what i want you know any student to know is it's not a bad thing to be typecast like it's not it's okay <laughs> you you should be able to take whatever role you have and be able to go really deep with it and make it something that that you can be proud of and that you love and um and in reality most people are acting and doing all these things so that they can make a living off of it Correct. and so you need to take your roles and, and obviously this is Jesus and Juliet. And so I don't mean take roles that, that don't fit in with your faith, but, um, you know, I, I didn't have to do anything wrong with, with my, like the yeah. roles that I was. Um, well, even there's a,
0: there's an, there's those roles, um, like Leonardo DiCaprio in it just recently in an interview, he was talking about doing Django Unchained. And he said it was one of the hardest things he had ever had to do because he's literally one of his best friends is sitting there and he's using, you know, language that is hurtful to him and 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 his co star is like listen we're, this is the job yeah but it doesn't make it any easier right. and so i think every yeah. person has a Ooh, that made a me tear limit. up a little bit yeah 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 it's a it's tough hard. it's a tough place to be but those stories mm-hmm. and, I, and the same thing would happen in some of the like playing for time yeah i remember when you were doing the uh the casting for that you're picking people who can These are, I mean, there's real emotion in these things and they should be, those are, you're telling real stories most of the time. And I mean, obviously they're not word for word, but they are about Mm -hmm. events that were, you know, happening. And, and so if you can portray the story more honestly by picking somebody who fits that role, you know, yeah, you could put a Caucasian mm-hmm. person in a role where they're like, "I'm from Mexico, and my family is a, you know, mm-hmm. the heiress to the to the to some fortune or whatever," and they're like, "Yeah, but and it can break the audience. So sometimes mm-hmm. it works, sometimes it doesn't, and that's right. a tough call for a director to make. Well, in plays, you get away with a little more because it's not right. quite as much on the line. But I was
1: just thinking too when you work at a um, private. A- Christian school yeah. where the majority of the population is Caucasian. Yeah. You know, and, um, there's just some shows that I'm not comfortable doing because I don't think, I mean, a lot of people think, Oh, you can't play a African American. Like, obviously I'm not going to put a, a, someone who's white in a, in a role that's yeah. for, um, an African American. And then, but like, would I, if it's their, playing a Hispanic person, sometimes we do that. Yeah. Which is so weird because yeah. it's a race too. Well and especially <laughs> in the
0: in the older in the older material there was the 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 Spanish. It wasn't uh-huh. it wasn't Mexican. It was from Spain. And they look there. And they got, blah, got blah, blue hair. eyes. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't think it's cut and dry when it comes to entertainment. Although I feel like Hollywood right now is going through a really one of those growth periods where they're trying to wrap their head around figuring out what's acceptable and not what, and what's not acceptable. And I think it, it it's along those lines of, you know, in the, in the, I wouldn't say it was probably in the, the teens and the twenties where African Americans uh, weren't actually allowed to, to play a lot of parts. And so they would have wh- white people stand in. Well, obviously, with you have a Caucasian person, their skin is really light. And if they're playing a role that was um, portrayed as an African-American, they they did, you know, blackface. And we look back on that, and it's appalling. At the time, though, there, people didn't even think twice about it. They're like, well, that's what mm-hmm. you do. And so I think right now, people are growing. They're going, oh, and they're trying to look from the future back on to now and go... Is that okay? Like, what, what are those boundaries? What is the new, you know, line that we want to draw on the sand and say that we're not going to cross that no matter whether it works or not? We don't care about whether the play works or whether the movie works because that's a line we're not going to cross. Um, and like in the Leonardo DiCaprio instance, like, he made that decision and they also, I mean, it's a tough movie to watch. Like, there's a lot of parts in that that are just not, you're like, wow, because you don't you're not exposed to that in everyday life and so you know it's it's a tough call for a lot of people to make i think i think that's also an issue with you know if you're if you have a moral stand against i mean i know in your plays a lot of times there is a is this good true and and if it does show something bad like alcoholism is it is it glorifying it or is it showing it for the purposes of education mm-hmm. or, or telling a story, right. a genuine yeah. story? And that's Yeah, we that's, always
1: have to kind of look at that. I just realized something too that you're like, man, I really I wish that I could do these shows that have um, black characters in them because I think that it would it would just teach us so much, but I can't because I have a predominantly white theater group. But then you you get you know, a black student in. Yeah. But then you, do you say, oh, now I can do this show. I have a black student. <laughs> and then they feel, they feel typecast. <laughs> they feel typecast. Do you know yeah. what I'm It's, it's yeah. so, what a messy, messy thing. But I also think it does have something to do with the role. If someone came to me with a role that was for a Mexican girl and, it was had some depth to it the, yeah. you know what i mean that then i probably did, would you, be when
0: you read that that character of rosita or whatever Rosa her name Gonzalez. was did you just feel like it was a shallow representation of your race and that's um, what upset
1: you i don't think i was thinking about my race at all okay to be honest i was 17 i think i was just thinking like why was i cast in this role as like she only it feels picked like me. i mean if the it was
0: it sounds like there's a subconscious it, recognition of yeah that. but it
1: wasn't like oh my race like i wasn't i didn't have that pride in my race it was yeah. more just like you cast me because of the color the of my color skin of my and skin. my hair yeah. and do so you know what i mean yeah because i have that look yeah. that's what was frustrating it i wasn't now i haven't read that show in since then yeah i may read that and that may have been a really great part and i just was the way so you into read it was wrong, yeah. well i could have just been so i mean maybe i did a great job i have no mm-hmm. idea maybe there was some depth to it and i missed out on that um i also think i wasn't mature enough to be able to see the depth in a role as much as i could mm-hmm. now and portray that yeah but either re- way maybe
0: the reason she was the way she was I mean was maybe for she was like yeah.
1: that and she was actually really heartbroken when he chose someone else yeah. like I don't I don't remember I just remember wearing that costume and thinking like I was picked for this because because of the color of my skin yeah. and I wouldn't want to do that to someone else but then again if, if I had felt some sort of pride in my in the role, if I felt that the role was solid and told like a really good story, you could totally come to me with a role for a a Hispanic female, and and be like, would you do this? And if it's like a you know a good deep role, then yeah, I would. And I wouldn't be like, oh, I keep getting <laughs> typecast. But you put me in a red corset, like. <laughs>
0: Well, maybe it was just the uh, the maybe costume I department's like the problem. Costume. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. Oh, I hear corsets God. are incredibly uncomfortable, so <laughs> maybe.
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah, I don't know, but I I think there's just so many different ways that you could take this, that you could go down these paths when you're talking about. Typecasting and race and and choosing people, but I—it's really just casting. It's not even typecasting. Like that's just called casting. And and I know that from my students, I will hear, "Oh, typecast and this and that." And I get it. Sometimes they are—they feel like they're typecast. Parents will be like, "You're so good at casting." (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like. (laughs) Well, they like
0: it, you know, only when they get the lead, they're like, Um, Oh yes, that's where he belongs. (laughs) Every single viewpoint has some sort of bias involved and you have to be willing to, to acknowledge that. And I think understand when it's appropriate and when it's inappropriate, I think I think that's something for everybody to 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 learn from those examples and to realize that both as an actor and as a director and even as an audience goer that we have a responsibility to just take a second and think about things from a from a clear-headed point of view and maybe break away from norms but also be careful with 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 the people that were yeah. that we're taking care of. So You're so
1: right too because now after thinking about this And obviously talking about it, like, and I do see it from her point. Of course. Why wouldn't you? You know? You
0: probably killed it.
1: and But I mean, I would probably do the same. I don't know. I mean, I think now I would probably ask, oddly enough. Um, And I'm not sure why. And that's a topic for another podcast. (laughs) But there's something that makes me feel like if I'm casting a role that is based on race, mm-hmm. that I would want to have a discussion first. Yeah. And that's just kind of yeah. the type of director I am, or maybe it's where, I, I don't know. But yeah. so what I, what I wanted to share is these conversations are just really important. And I think it's important for everyone to have conversations like this and to be really open. Um, And and one of the things that I've wanted to do, but I have been kind of hesitant, um, is to build kind of a community where people are are able to talk and exchange ideas, um, give kudos if you had a good audition, um, be there if you had a not so great audition, and really just support each other. So I started a Facebook group. And it's called Jesus and Juliet Circle, and it is going to be um, for listeners of the show. And so what I what I did is I posted a um, that picture of me from Summer and Smoke where I played Rosa Gonzalez. I posted in that group, and I wrote a little post with it. And it's just something I wanted to kind of put in there. So if you want to see that picture and be added to the group, then you just need to click on the link in my Instagram bio, and um, and it will take you take you there, and then I can approve you for the group. But um, I'm I I just want us to be able to have support. That was something that I was missing in high school and in my university experience. Um, being Christian, doing theater, and just really feeling completely out of my element, especially at a larger um, non-Christian university. And I think it would have just been so much better if I had other people to talk to. So that's why I started that. So with that being said, I had an awesome time. Did you have a good time? I had a blast. Okay.
0: This was a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> we did have a good time. Um, So we are going to say goodbye y'all have a good day bye
0: oh am i supposed to say goodbye as well yeah okay bye